Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Eagles had three sacks before Sunday's game against the Jets. They have 13 sacks now. I'm not a doctor, but I think that means they got 10 sacks on Sunday. <laughs> I, I concur. <laughs> uh, so the Eagles won 31-6 over the Jets on Sunday at Lincoln Financial Field. They're 3-2. and two. They're feeling pretty good about themselves going into the worst possible stretch of a season because we're going to blame Bryce Harper for that one. Um, or just the Phillies, because Bryce Harper was good. Anyway, this isn't a Phillies podcast. This is an Eagles podcast. We're here for the latest episode of the No Huddle Show. Mike K is here. I'm here. Um, it wasn't a perfect game. The Jets aren't quite a football team. At least their offense is not. That That is one of the worst offenses I've I've ever seen on a football. You've covered the Jaguars for a long time, so you, you've seen some bad offenses in your day. We've talked about how bad Luke Falk is. He lived up to that, or down to that, I should say. Uh, their offensive line is just absolutely ghastly. Um, we're going to go into all the numbers and everything, but this was like the first, since you and I have covered this team, probably the first like full on the defense won the game. The offense didn't matter. Like the offense could have done nothing and they pretty much did. I mean, they had some big plays, but this was just like a full on defensive domination. And this kind of game you need to see, they, they really needed this game. Just kind of, I feel like this, maybe this opens the floodgates for them going forward. Cause that, that pass rush just was not, 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 not existent, but we've both been critical of the lack of sacks. Jim Schwartz is always trying to play it off. I think he's going to be pretty happy with the sacks he got today. Yeah, they've added a lot of swag to their bag. With I mean, look, 10 sacks, two defensive touchdowns, two forced fumbles, two interceptions. This defense dominated this game, and I don't care who it's against. When you can put up that type of production in the NFL, that's very important, and it's important for building momentum. Sacks, interceptions, Force fumbles, they all come in droves. Like, this is it is a rhythm thing. A lot of people think that's a cliche, but it does happen like that. And I think, you know, Josh Sweat, uh, Vinnie Curry, Brandon Graham, they all got their opportunities to build some confidence. And I thought the way this, this defense – this was a complete defensive performance. You know, the linebackers played well. They tackled well. Um, basically shut down Le'Veon Bell. Rodney McLeod maybe had the best game I've – I can remember that he's had as an Eagle, um, even compared to the Super Bowl performance. Uh, he was just everywhere today. I just think overall, um, this is a good building block, like you said, for the defense moving forward. The offense was kind of a bystander, kind of how you alluded to. I mean, it was not, this was not a game. Doug Peterson that, was not happy with the offense, by the way. And, but this game was not a game they needed to win. I mean, the de- the Eagles defense outscored the Jets offense today. Um Save for a special teams fumble, which we'll talk about later, which is maybe the only major blunder of this game, the Eagles 
shut out the Jets, and it's you're, you're looking at something like twenty-seven or thirty-one nothing. Um, I think that there, Jim Schwartz catches a lot of heat for certain ways he calls games. But this was his game. He called a great game. He There was constant pressure. They blitzed very well. Orlando Skandrick was phenomenal today. But, you know, I'm going to pass the ball back to you. But, like, for me... And I won't drop it. Yeah, you won't, hopefully. <laughs> um, I'm a big fan of defensive football. That's a big deal to me. Uh, that's the way I look at things. You kind of had to be when you were covering the Jaguars. Yeah, you? that's fair. Um, <laughs> wow, that was pretty good. Good yeah, for you. Good, um, good Jaguars burn. Yeah, good Jaguars burn. Um, <laughs> all two Jaguars fans that followed my coverage <laughs> over here are going to give me pants. So, so your wife and... Uh... <laughs> yeah. So um, anyway, uh, on that note, I think I think what you take away from this is... Exactly what you said. This is something that you can build upon. And remember, they were without... Sidney Jones didn't play in this game. He was active, but he didn't play. They were without three of their top four healthy, like, supposedly healthy corners. So think about it. They came in this year. Everybody is hyped on their cornerbacks. There's six cornerbacks. Jalen Mills, uh, Ronald Darby, Craven LeBlanc, Razul Douglas, Sidney Jones, Avante Maddox. One of those guys played today. (laughs) Like that's insane. And the other Corey Unlin, man. Yeah, and the other three of the, race. the other three corners had played a combined five snaps for the for, Eagles, for the Eagles this, season. <laughs> this season. So, you know, Orlando Scandrick comes off his couch. I'm not allowed to say I've learned that players yeah, do not like Aiken, No, you said off the street. Yeah, no, no, I, that's why I said off his couch. Yeah, okay, yeah, because Kamar Aiken was not happy when you said he came off the street. We only like, br- because he took it literally, I guess. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> we only bring that up every month on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. If, for the people who listen to all of them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> callback jokes. They're fun. Um, he just came off the couch. Two forced sack fumbles. Two and sacks for a corner. I mean. I, I saw some crazy stat about how, like, he was the first one to do that in a long time. I'm going to pull up real quick. Yeah, we should note, he came into this season with 11 and a half career sacks. He's a good blitzer. He, you know, he's so, a guy So he, he's only the fifth defensive back since they started charting forced fumbles. To have two sacks and two forced fumbles in the same game. And that was in 1993 is when they first started charting that. Well, and even what's more impressive is he returned one for a touchdown. Well, he ripped it. So I wanted wanted to do, to start off, let's let's hand out a bunch of gold stars. Let's go back and forth and lay them. Because there was a bunch of guys who deserve recognition. It was a lot of random guys that, if you come in this game, you wouldn't have predicted that we'd be talking about them. We'll start with Orlando Skandrick. Like, he... So he didn't start the game. They actually started in a base defense with Craig James was the outside corner, mm-hmm. which I didn't expect that, but they clearly trust that guy. And he played pretty well, I think. We'll probably get into him, I'm sure. Um, but Orlando Skandrick, he came in in the slot pretty early on, and then he played most of the game in there. Uh, he was covering James Crowder. He pretty much shut him down, though Luke Falk was the one throwing the ball. Uh, but, yeah, he, he straight up late in the game, he straight up ripped the ball out of Luke Falk's hand. For a stri- it was a strip sack, but it was more of a rip sack. He ripped it out of his hand and just brought it easily to the end zone like – like you said, this dude had him play football in a month. Um, he's a veteran. Like, if anybody's going to be able to do that, it's a veteran like that. But, like, it, he, he just earned himself a spot on this team. Like, you, you can't cut him now. Yeah, he is not going anywhere. So, I, <laughs> I mean, we, we've mentioned this. It's going to be so, so interesting to see how they handle this cornerback position. Because you and I were talking uh, in the locker room earlier about how you can't even – like, if you really like Craig James as much as it, I think they probably do, you can't cut him because somebody's going to claim him. You can't, you know, somebody's going to pick up Orlando Skandrick after watching. I know it was against the Jets, but all of a sudden they have this, like, embarrassment of 
I don't even know if riches is the right word because a lot of those guys are inconsistent. But so, you know, Ronald Darby should be back in a few weeks, hypothetically. Uh, Jalen Mills is eligible to come back uh, after week six. Uh, Craven LeBlanc is eligible to come back after week eight. And it seems like both those guys are getting healthy. So it's going to be very – the point being, Craig James and Orlando Skandrick have, like, earned a, a spot in the NFL at least. Yeah, I mean, I, I think – Craig James is here to stick. I think Orlando Skandrick, now that his contract's not guaranteed, probably got a good shot because he's making the minimum. Uh, you know, Rasul's going to – Rasul Douglas deserves to be a starting corner on this team. I think I, I think we should say that. They were targeting him more than Craig James, by the way. Right. Well, because – Because of the receiver Rob, that was Well, yeah, because Robbie Anderson's a guy who's got yeah. speed and Rasul Douglas – I thought that – I just found that kind of funny. That it was well, like Craig James was shutting down his side of the field or something. But what's interesting is, right, he shut down Robbie Anderson – we talked about him struggling against speed, and he did. Robbie Anderson had one catch for 16 yards. Again, point out it is Luke Falk. We, we, right, that's the disclaimer. I mean, but yeah, yeah, I, that's fair. Um, <laughs> but like when you look at what this defense was able to do, I don't care who it is. You know, this kid, Luke Falk, for what it's worth, is, was a draft pick. You know, they still have Le'Veon yeah. Bell, who they paid a lot of money to. Shelvin Beecham makes a decent salary for a left tackle. Ryan Khalil has been a pro bowler in this league. Like, it's not like they were playing like the replacements. Yeah, 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 you know yeah. what I mean? So again, I, I think we should take this, this performance of the grain of salt a little bit, but we should also be impressed by what they did. Um, you know, Rasul Douglas has been the lone constant at cornerback and I still don't understand why he's always the last resort, but he's been <laughs> very good. Since the Washington game, he's been pretty good. Um, Craig James, you you talked about the confidence in him. This team clearly saw this guy. And I read somewhere that they actually saw him when they were looking to scout another guy on the Vikings. And he stood out on tape to them uh, during the preseason. So he's a guy that I think, you know, if he can continue to play, he played better. Look, listen to this. In his first game... Played better than Darby had all year. <laughs> in his first game as a starting cornerback, they didn't allow any passing touchdowns. Think about that for a second. There were no passing touchdowns. And he was a starting cornerback, and he had played five snaps before that. Maybe I, he'll still be the best corner in the NFL after this week. I don't know. Maybe. We'll see. <laughs> I, he had his moments. I know. In the um, beginning, he had a couple plays back-to-back that were bad, but yeah, bounce back. And I think Skandrick offers value. Look... Unland's shown that he can coach up guys on short notice. It's amazing. He gets a lot of flack, but like, I don't know any position coach that has dealt with with the amount of adversity that he has over the last two years. Even the last three years, like Darby was hurt that whole like first year. He was in 2017. And Douglas played. Yeah. And played well. And they didn't have Sidney Jones. And I, you know, he made Patrick Rob. He made Patrick Robinson rich. Yeah, I mean, people talk about. He didn't make him that, but he helped him. People talk about who has he developed. I mean, look at Chris Harris. Chris Harris would. was was an un, it was a guy it was an afterthought before he came to Denver. Uh, I mean, he was a free agent. Or he was an undrafted free agent, I believe, or he was a low pick. I don't remember. Whatever. Anyway, all right, Oakland developed. All right, this another gold star, Nate Gary. Um, so he started the game in that base defense. Yeah, he was he's the third week, linebacker. Yeah, he was a weak. Everybody on this team loves Nate Gary, especially the coaches. I mean, we. I, what snake? <laughs> like he. Like, there's, he gets some criticism. You mentioned this, and I think it's because he legit, like, wasn't good last year. Like, that's just the reality. But he, he's now leading the team in interceptions. Rasul Douglas led the team with three last year. He already has two. And the one he had today, he jumped in front of a pass intended for Le'Veon Bell, brought it all the way back for an interception. And he, and he was saying how, how great it felt because I think he said he hasn't scored a defensive touchdown since high school. 
Uh, somebody, well, because he didn't score one in college. He said he blocked a kick or something at one point. He didn't count that. And he, uh, somebody asked him, like, so did you ever score any in high school? He's like, I was in South Dakota. Like, come on. That was his response. But it was, it was a really good play from him. Uh, he's looked pretty good this season. And it looks like they have a nice little rotation at linebacker, especially as Camus gets healthier. But he, he definitely deserves some lattice for today. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, they're going to have to bench one of the guys for, for Camus, who actually looked pretty good in this game. He had a tag for a loss uh, in the first half. Uh, and he told me after the game that he really needed that one and helped his confidence. Um, yeah, they have four linebackers that can play. I mean, you know, Camus, Nigel, Bradham. Like, none of them are stars. None of them, like, none of them are as talented as Jordan Hicks, probably, but they're all solid. Right. Um, but I think I think they've handled that situation well. They knew that they were kind of going to be bare bones with Camus out, and they've kind of made it by. Um, a star that I wanted to hand out was for uh, Brendan Graham. Uh, oh, he yeah, had the hat trick amazing, today. Right. Man. To, it's tough to get two sacks in this league. It's the first when time you, he's ever done it. Three sacks. When you can get three sacks, damn. And two of them are like back-to-back almost. Not yeah. like exactly, but they were like really close to each other. He's played really well against the run and gotten regular pressure, but he hasn't gotten that key stat. And I think this was a, you know, not a coming out party. You know what Brandon Graham is, but I think this will build some confidence for him. He's a guy that when he when he finds like a rhythm as a pass rusher, he can deliver some big plays. Um, like I said, he's come up huge as a run stopper this season. Yeah, he was he was fourth coming into this game in pressures this season. He just wasn't getting home on anything. He only had four sacks last year also. Which, which yeah. is the story of his life, yeah. kind of, or his career. Well, so he got two of the sacks today inside, by the way. Right. And that he got a lot. When he had nine and a half sacks two years ago, that he did, he was getting a lot of them inside. So maybe that's the move now. You, you play him inside a lot more. Well, and it was out of necessity, but it could yeah. actually be to the benefit. Especially you know, if Josh Sweat and Deshaun Hall can keep playing the way they did. That's another star I want to yeah, okay. so, you, you, Josh, so jump to that. Yeah, yeah Josh Sweat. Um, everything he did today was violent. Uh, if you saw his his stop on the kickoff return, it was violent. He threw that dude to the ground. If you saw his huge run stop, in the, I believe it was in the second quarter, threw the guy to the ground. And then his sack, uh, he told me after the game that he didn't want to be left out. He saw everybody eating, and he wanted a piece. And... He threw Luke Falk to the ground. I thought Luke Falk's head was going to pop off. He, he hit his, his back, the back of his head hit the ground so hard. But Josh Sweat's a guy who's, who really wanted to play with aggression. He feels comfortable. When he was at FSU, he was a read and react defensive end. It's tough to kind of kick out some of those habits. But um, he says that he can play fast now because he's now he's getting reps. Remember last year he sparsely got reps, and now he is getting into a rhythm on the field. Nothing's too big for him. Uh, he's a guy that I think if he can kind of take that next step, this it's going to be a huge boost for the defense. Who, who's your next gold star? Um, I'll, so let's go to offense because we've talked all about defense. Uh, Jordan Howard, I thought, had another really good game. Yep. Um, he's making it clear and clear that he should be the back from the first snap. Because he every every time he had his first rush, I, I should look into this because I'm pretty sure most of his first rushes have gone for more than 10 yards. Yeah, he had a 15-yard 15, 15 yards today. Um, his final line was... He had 13 carries for 62 yards and a touchdown. He didn't get targeted in the passing game today. Miles Sanders was really good in the passing game. Didn't really run the ball very well. Uh, but Jordan Howard, man, like, I, we don't need to retroactively criticize Doug for the first two games of the season, but, like, Jordan Howard should have been playing more. It's so obvious. And I, I've seen the excuse, like, he likes to get accustomed to his players, but Miles Sanders is a rookie, so that doesn't really make sense. But 
what what'd you like how you saw you, you like what you saw out of Jordan today? He's just so patient. Yeah, and it I really think is. We, we've talked about this before. He's a guy that is a really good mix of patience and skill. He doesn't have the burst or the speed that you really hone in on or get enamored with with the running back. But he's so good at following his blocks, hitting holes hard. He's a guy that I think is perfect for this offense because there is so much speed around surrounding the running back position at the wide receiver position. There's also so much size. And this is a team that run blocks very well. So I think when you have a guy that isn't going to BS his movement, which I think is very important, he doesn't like – there's no – wasted movement with him and so when he can hit hit the the openings with with confidence and with burst you're going to get big plays he also is really good at getting yards after contact and that's something that this team needs because it's such a momentum builder for this offensive line if they know they it's not all on them and I think Jordan Howard when he was running well you saw that opening drive. The opening drive worked, not because of Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz, I think, had like one actual completion on the drive. Jordan Howard was the catalyst for that first scoring drive that they led and, and got up on the board and never looked back. It's, good. it's interesting. He's he's making himself some money right now. He's going to be free agent this offseason. I really think the Eagles should bring him back, whether that's on a one-year deal or you know one of their creative Howie contracts or something. Like, just, just build this running game around him and Sanders. They clearly complement each other really well. Sanders, you know, we talked. You, you were pretty confident in the preseason that he would become a pass catcher. He didn't really show that in college that much. He didn't really get a chance to. He's, he's, a really, he's like their best deep threat right now with Deshaun out. He had a 36-yard catch. He's had like three 30-yard catches or four, which is wild for a running back, by the way. And I think they were all on wheel routes. Like, it's not like he caught it and ran with it. But, um, like, Jordan Howard just really impressed me. Um just to go back to – so there wasn't that many offensive guys that deserved gold stars today. Uh, uh, just sorry. Yeah, no, no. Job. You're going back to Howard? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so David Montgomery scored his second touchdown of the season today. The ba- that brings the Bears' total to three as a running back group. Jordan Howard has five touchdowns this season. Well, I didn't even realize that. That's crazy. Because <laughs> so, he, had, he had three last week, right? Yeah, so – I still don't understand why he was traded. Like, I yeah, for, for what they for a conditional fifth. Yeah, I mean they're gonna well conditional it's, sixth. That's gonna it's be gonna be a day. fifth at this point unless he gets hurt. I guess. But Jordan but. Howard's like a like he should be. He hasn't started a game for the Eagles, but because Miles Sanders started. But this this is this reflects poorly on the Bears for sure. Very like they the, the fact they stopped using him last year pretty much. Like, and Tariq Cohen hasn't been that good for them either. By the way, I mean. What reflects poorly on the Bears is they lost to the Raiders without Tyrell. <laughs> oh, they Williams. lost? Yeah, 24 See, we miss a lot of the stuff that happens throughout the day. Wow. Ch- Ch- Eagles legend Chase Daniels started a quarterback for them, too. What I will say is this Atlanta Falcons loss oh, man, continues to look and way the, worse. And the, the way they played against the Redskins looks bad, too, yeah. by the way. Oh, man. <laughs> well, um, but, okay, so just one more gold star, and then we'll start getting into some more nitty-gritty, and then we'll maybe look ahead a little bit. Uh, we mentioned him earlier a little bit, but we should just mention Rodney McLeod one more time. Um, so I talked to him earlier this week, and you know, me and somebody else were asking about like how we feel like he's played so far, because everybody's been saying he looks even better than before the than before he got injured last year when he missed all of last year, and they really missed him last year. Like we're learning that, uh, but he he said that he he had wished he thought he played well, but he wished he had had an interception by now, and then he had an interception today. It was a really good play. Um, he he's like just flying around the field. Like he looks faster than he did before. To the, again, he's another guy. We thought he wasn't gonna be back this season. Now 
I'm starting to think they should bring him back next season. Yeah, I, I, I tweeted out during the game that he was like a heat-seeking missile. They basically put the safeties on. They had the safeties spy on Le'Veon Bell, and I spoke to him before or after the game, and he said kind of something to what you your point was. He told Malcolm Jenkins, he said, we got to get on the board. Safeties need to get on the board, which means they need to get yeah, an interception. Yeah, because they hadn't had one yet, yeah. He and Malcolm are such a good tandem back there. And They're so smart, too. I think we all are guilty of undervaluing McLeod because Jenkins is so good. I think I remember us both saying we didn't think it was a huge deal when they lost him last year, and we were just way wrong about that. Yeah, that was a clear wrong move. Um <laughs> So we brought up the cornerbacks earlier, but McLeod is so good that I think when Avante Maddox comes back, he's your third safety. You take Sandejo off the field because they're playing Sandejo so so hot, like they're playing him in single high at times. Make that Maddox that would, and and maybe get rid of Sandejo, and then you've got your corners that way. By the way, Sandejo didn't tackle any of his own teammates today, so he had that going for him, I guess. <laughs> Addition by subtraction, some would say. Um, um, who are who are some guys that? Uh, okay, no. We, so again, this is the second straight week we've gone this however long we've been doing this, and we haven't really talked about Carson Wentz that much. We did mention him this time. Last time we didn't mention him, but so let me let me tell you his final numbers. He was seventeen of twenty nine for one hundred eighty nine yards and one touchdown. He has like something like. 320 yards combined over the last two weeks. He hasn't lost that many games. He hasn't necessarily been the reason they've won. He's just managed the games really well. Um, these aren't MVP numbers, so I don't think I think the MVP campaign is probably over unless he just goes off over the next however many weeks are left in this season. Um, he was he was okay. He wasn't bad. I don't think he was amazing. He had he had a really good throw to Zach Ertz, I believe it was at one point. Uh, he sh- he's cl- his mobility is back. He ducked a Quinn and Williams sack at one point. It was pretty bad from the rookie. Like he just dove at him. Carson just like sort of bent over and he flew past him. And at one point, he also evaded a pass rush and gained five yards on a rush. But what what, what was the final grade you ended up giving him? I, I give him a B. I mean, he was a bystander. Yeah. Not a bystander. That's not fair. He he just did his job. Yeah. He took what the defense gave him. There were several off off target throws in this one, and I don't know. If it was a communication issue or whatever, but like he did have, he wasn't very accurate today. He finished, I think, with just under over fifty-eight percent completion percentage, which isn't great when he wasn't really asked to do a lot. But I think when you look back on this game, no one's going to remember Carson Wentz's performance. It's just yep. not going to be a thing for the last two weeks. Well, I mean, last week I mean, he was better last week. Yeah, he led drives. You could argue he but, led drives. Like you're not going to pull up that box score when you're talking about the best Carson Wentz games of his career. And you know what? That said, yeah. he's still he's still completing about sixty percent of his passes. He's got ten touchdowns and only two interceptions. You know, he's having a very efficient year. It's just a matter of he's in these situations where sometimes the running game takes over, which is good. It's not a problem. They're a running team, and the defense picks up the like. It's okay to have games like that. Like, I, I don't – a lot of people will rush to criticize everything that Carson does or rush to praise everything that Carson does. And I think that that's like a really short-sighted view of stuff. He just did his role. Like, the quarterback doesn't always have to win games. We talk about, you know, game managers being a bad thing. Sometimes that's exactly what you're doing, and that's – Fine. There's nothing wrong with that. As long as you're part of the solution and not the problem, you're doing a good job at the quarterback position, especially if you win. I, I actually think it's a really good sign of progress from him because I think I agree. the biggest problem for him last year in particular, but I think just throughout his career, it's kind of been like this when the games have been close, is that he tries to do too much. 
He tries to win the game on one throw, on one play, and you're seeing him kind of play within the offense more. And I think that's kind of he's almost been forced into doing that just because of I think this, we're seeing again and again how much they're missing Deshaun Jackson, which is crazy to think about since he's basically played one game in five years here. <laughs> if you think about that it, it's really crazy. Like, yeah, you really. But um, you know, like Nelson Aguilar, he continues to like disappoint me to be honest not like he needs to uh, make me feel good or anything but he's dad like there was a, a deep ball that he thought he he maybe he was bumped a little bit but he also like wasn't really aware of where the ball was yeah, it seemed was like no like there's a deep like he burned the corners I, I don't know what corner it was it might have been Tremaine Johnson I'm not he, positive he got behind he got behind sticks coverage yeah he was and he was open and Carson threw it threw it well and Nelson was like, look, you can't see me. But I mean, it, was a, it was a little bit of, of an overthrow, but yeah, he could have made that. Yeah, but he should have been there for it. Like, he was looking around for it. Like, he didn't know where it was. He just doesn't seem to have, like, the awareness of a, of a fifth-year that a fifth year receiver should. Uh, so, I was joking with um, a former three-initial uh, writer of NJ.com about <laughs> this. Um, I was like, wouldn't it be weird if he was only targeted once and was held without a, a catch for the second straight game. And it almost turned out that way. He had one catch for 20 yards. Wow, um, yeah, one catch, three targets for 20 yards. I bet you he still led them in in. He in did draw snaps. a pass interference at one point. Yeah, or, or well, it was, yeah, it was it, well, no. It, remember, they challenged it. And yeah, it but like, there was a different play where he drew a pass interference like earlier in the game. Oh, uh, maybe I'm I'll look that, that up. But, anyway, uh, but yeah, uh, this game was largely forgettable. But <laughs> like the actual... Like yes, uh, oh, maybe but, maybe you're right actually, especially on um, offense. Um, and I guarantee you, he was still probably one of their leaders in uh, snap counts. Yeah, like he was he probably, last year. I think he was on there every play, probably. So so Doug Peterson said that he wasn't happy with the way the offense played. He thought they made too many mistakes. Um, they it's, did. It's kind of the second week in a row where the passing game is just like not there, and they've, they the Packers are a good team. They beat a good team in the Packers. It was because of the running game. But, like, so how – what's your level of concern as you head into a stretch where Minnesota, for all their faults, has a really good defense? Dallas has a really good defense. Buffalo has a pretty good – actually have a really good defense. So you're playing – and I think the, after that, the Bears have a really good defense. After that, the Patriots have maybe the best defense this league has seen in a long time. So, like, how, how confident are you that this offense can, can bounce back against these teams and how much of that depends on if Deshaun Jackson plays? All of it. Yeah. Uh, it's one of those things where this this team works so much on the chemistry between Deshaun Jackson and Carson Wentz. Like every other throw was to to Deshaun that week one. Yeah, you know he isn't. I, we talk about him only playing like basically one game in the last five years or last whatever years, but he was going to be a major player on this offense, and he makes this offense different. Um, it's a credit to Doug Peterson that they are three and two right now. Like, uh, you can tell that they spent a lot of time this offseason building the playbook around Deshaun. Right. Yeah. It does seem like they're a little, that's a great point. It does seem like they're a little limited and they've gone back to the Ertz package. You know what I mean? It hasn't been as dynamic as it was last year. Ertz has been good, but he's been doubled every play. So I'll give you a couple of examples. So they did, um, Screens to Alshon Jeffrey, I think like three different times in this game. If Deshaun's on that side of the field with him, they're, he's automatically getting more yardage because you have to play off. Your, your you know, um, if we thought that Deshaun would be back this week, 
If he's back against Minnesota, I think they're in really good shape. I still think they can beat Minnesota. Minnesota's not a team that's going to My gut tells me he still won't be just because he hasn't practiced yet. Yeah. Um, I mean, so I'm, I'm, I'm a little – in, it's one of those weird injuries, so I wouldn't be surprised if Dallas maybe was the game he came back, but they really could sense. use him against Minnesota. Yeah. Um, I mean, I still think they can get by. I just think Dallas and Buffalo are going to be really tough about him. Yeah. Um, so – there was one guy. So, if there's any concerns going forward that you can like take, I don't, like I tweeted this, there's not really that much you can take away from a game like this. The Eagles beat a bad team. Like, there's not you're, you don't you don't leave here knowing if the Eagles are a good or a bad team. I think we're it's still kind of up in the air if they're a great team or if they're just a, like a team competing for the playoffs. But uh, if there's something to be worried about, I would say it's the return game, well the punt return game specifically. So Darren Sproles, uh, he finally got into the top five. By the way, he needed 30 yards. He got 32, I believe. Um, then he got hurt. He hurt his quad. This is never a good sign for him. Wasn't he, in the locker He dealt with that year. last year quite a bit. Yeah. And then Corey Clement comes in and immediately just makes just a dumb, dumb play. And he thought Ryan Lewis, who the Eagles called up this week, he thought he tipped it, but he didn't. So the ball like bounced. So Corey Clement went to like hit it away from a defender or something. I don't really know what his thought process was. Yeah, there. it was. It was so. That so he, the Jets got the ball, by the way. Right. Yeah. I mean, if if you hit the ball and you're the uh, receiving team, if anybody on the receiving team hits the then ball, then it's a fumble, basically. Then it's a fumble, correct. And so I think he thought that because Lew- Lewis turned, I actually thought Lewis hit. Yeah, yeah when you see the replay, he didn't, though. Yeah, yeah he didn't. But, um, you know, it's one of those bang bang plays. It's yeah. tough. Corey Clements kind of turned into like a. It, him him a, and Aguilar just kind of make mistakes. Yeah, right? it's just, it's tough. Well, when your role's that minimalized yeah, and you make mistakes, they're highlighted. Yeah. And I think. And by, the, and by the way, the Jets scored off that and it was the only score they had of the game. Yeah, immediately, too. It was reversed. Yeah. So it would have been a shutout, essentially, if not yeah. for that play. Um, but like I said, I, I, I think, uh, you know, it's a bang-bang play. You, you're going to kill him for it. I'm sure Doug was furious, and it doesn't help his role moving forward. But, you know, in the grand scheme of things, just don't do it again. You know what I mean? Um, you can't make those type of mistakes on the road if you're down. You know what I mean? It's just one of those things. Oh, and we'll throw one more gold, gold star before we wrap up in a little bit here. One more gold star to your boy Cameron Johnson again. Oh man, yeah. He had a he had a beauty that I think went out at, at what was it like the four yard line or yeah, something. Yeah, that was great. Um, <laughs> I Jake joke, Elliott I also that he needs to be in the MVP discussion at this point. You know? Jake Elliott also yeah, perfect through five, five games. Yeah, wow, that's a good point actually. He hasn't really had a kick that many, but he hasn't missed any extra points. Whatever, either, he's right? doing his job, right? Yeah. And just, just real quick, some other guys. Uh, Zach Ertz, he had five catches for 57 yards, a good touchdown. He had a good game. He had some really good catches. It was his first touchdown um, of the season. Too. Yeah, it was. I didn't even think of that. So he's not like the fantasy guy that – and this isn't a fantasy podcast, but he's not like the fantasy guy that he was last year just because right. the passing just hasn't been there. Um, Jeffrey, he seems like he's get he's like almost fully healthy. He looked pretty good, I thought. They um, forced target. They did. Like that yeah. – there was one play It was like – Third and long, and they did a screen to him or something. Mm-hmm. But he had six catches for 52 yards. Um, Dallas Goddard had a nice catch early in the game, one catch, and it went for 11 yards. I think it was a catch and run. It was pretty good. Mm-hmm. And other than that, nobody else had any catches. Matt Collins had no catches. Our single white sound, I don't even know if he played an offense. Yeah, I didn't notice him. Um, and then defensively. Um, well, let's break down the sacks. Yeah, so yeah, I'll tell you everybody who got the sacks. So Brandon Graham had three, as we mentioned. Uh, two for Scandrick, as you mentioned. And then this was like all in succession. It was like within the same drive or within two drives where you had Vinnie Curry, Josh Sweat, Derek Barnett, Hassan Ridgeway, and Deshaun Hall all get sacks. <laughs> it was a good evening. Yeah. Yes. And a few of those guys was their first career sacks, I believe, right? Because Josh Sweat, 
Uh, well, Deshaun Hall, he had a half a sack last yeah, year. It was, it Ridgeway was, is probably his first one. No, this is his fifth. Really? Yeah, yeah. Ridgeway actually played really well for the wow. Colts. As, as well, a there player. you go. Oh, and look at all these QB hits. So they had five, six, seven, nine, uh, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 QB hits. <laughs> Luke Falk. <laughs> that, oh, my God, yeah. Well, uh, what's his David? Your guy David Fails came in at the end a little bit. Yeah, good for him. Did he throw the ball? Uh, I didn't. I was paying attention to. He that. did not. <laughs> and Josh McCown played. Uh, he, he did a classic little victory formation. Yeah, good for him. You know, it's nice to get into some production against your old team. <laughs> he had a. I don't know if you saw the video of uh, him and Sam Darnold greeting each other. Oh yeah, where he pretended yeah. like he was so, cause, contagious. Cause, so he put. So Josh McCown walks up to him and he has like the sweatshirt over his his mouth and over his hand. And he's like pretending like he's contagious. They would do end up hugging it out and everything, but that, that was a pretty good joke from him. <laughs> good for you, Josh McCown. Good for you. <laughs> All right. Um, didn't really get any predictions on our last episode. That's disappointing, guys. Usually, I, you guys are pretty I good mean, about that. Usually. They were just imagining there's one that prediction. the Eagles we'll were going to shut them out. You know? Skyler Allen. He, he told me his name is pronounced Skyler. I've probably pronounced it wrong before. He said 45 to 15. So How did you pronounce off. his name? Skalar? Skulier? Skulier? I don't know. Uh, I've never seen it spelled like that before. Well, know. shout out to you. Shout out to Skyler. All right. Uh, is there any any last final thoughts before we go? Um, look, we're gonna get into this later on in the week. Uh, this next podcast will be probably a bigger show, I would imagine, uh, heading into this road trip because a lot's going on. But take take pleasure in knowing that this somehow these Eagles are very much in the division hunt. Um, we're recording right now, and Dallas is being blown out by the Packers. Are they? Yeah. And the Eagles just beat. Right. So Cowboys might not be looking at it. Without Devontae right. Adams. Yeah, and the Cowboys only beat bad teams to start the season. Now they've lost to probably two good teams. So. Yeah, so this is a wide-open division. Wow. You want to enter this stretch and win at least one game of yeah. these three. I think Ideally probably, two. Ideally two. But at least one. You've yeah. set yourself up where you only really need to win one. Yeah, um, which is what we were saying. You want to be 500 after this trip. Right. Yeah. So I think that moving forward, the Eagles just need to play up to their standard. It, it, it's it going to be impossible, to not impossible, but it's going to be tough to replicate the production from the defense in this game. You just want to see that same intensity and that same efficiency moving forward. The offense really needs to play toward that second half of the Packers game kind of offense, you know? I I really think they're going to be – I wrote about this earlier this week. Like, I really think they're just going to be a, a running team over the next month. Not just a running team, but until Deshaun Jackson gets back. Like, I think they're just going to feed Jordan Howard. Um, all right, so we can end on that note. Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, make sure you leave some comments on YouTube or tweet us and uh, write reviews. And thanks for listening. We'll get another podcast for you guys later this week. Have a good one.